this show, like all shows on the All Ports Open Network, is brought to you by Patreon supporters like you. If you'd like to help us keep making content about games and gaming, please head over to www.patreon.com slash allportsopen. Supporters will soon have early access to podcasts like Apon Plays and other upcoming series. And if you're already a Patreon supporter, we'd like to say thanks for your support. fun funny fun time actual play relationship podcast where my husband ben and i record games as we play them for you to enjoy you know you recently started adding this as we play them thing and i'm just what does that mean because i realized that i messed up and then i try and fix it but it's too late well i messed up how because i think i always say my husband ben and i play games and record them for you to enjoy. what did you say this time record games as oh, we play them i see I did that twice in a row. This is a very special week for our show. This episode comes out on Wednesday. This is episode 73. Comes this is out the day the cat dies. On Wednesday, December 4th, 2019. And that means PAX is, what, two days away. Uh, PAX 2019 at the PA Philadelphia Convention Center. Is it the PA Convention Center or the Philadelphia Convention Center? I think it's Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, no, I think it is Pennsylvania Convention Center. I think it is. I think you're right. In Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And we're going to be there. You may be going to be there, we hope. And if Why you are. Why wouldn't I be there? No, I was talking to our listeners. Oh, I thought you were uninviting me. <laughs> and uh, Mel might be there. We'll see how it goes. And uh, yeah, we hope you'll come and see us there. So we're doing a panel at PAX Unplugged this year on some PAX, 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 That's right. PAX, 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 PAX. That's the official PAX. What was that last one? I'll get back to you. All right. The It's on Sunday, December 8th, 2.30 to 3.30 in the Mothman Theater. We are part of the panel. Mothman? Yep. The Mothman Theater. That's amazing. That's the name of a theater the last couple of years at PAX. But in fact, our panel last year, I think, was in the Mothman Theater. <laughs> Will the Mothman be there? Yes. So uh, You it, heard it, folks. Our panel is called In a Campaign Built for Two, Duet RPGs with your SO. And the panelists are uh, Zach and Diana of Heart Points Podcast, uh, Ben and Melissa of the uh, – <laughs> I stumbled over the name of our own podcast, Pod of Love Podcast, and then also Mackenzie and Dennis of – one-on-one, a D&D duet campaign podcast, and we're going to be talking about... Did they um, make a mistake when they chose us for this panel? Yes, probably. Why do you ask? Uh, because they have me on the stage with these other people who are actually good at what they do. Yeah, well, yeah. Welcome to a fun weekend of, of what is it called, imposter syndrome. But... That is the case for a lot of people, I think, who go to these things and do panels and stuff. This is our second year doing a panel. Again, we'll hope you come and see us on Sunday at 2.30. We're also going to be around doing other things on one Saturday. We get a special sneak preview of Jacob Jaskoff's new game, 
which is about midlife crisis. In fact, I think it's just called midlife crisis, but I'm not entirely sure. We'll find out on Saturday. And we're going to get a special sneak peek for industry people. We'll get to look at the game, play the game with Jacob. Are we industry people? And, and, uh, yes. I'm learning so many things about myself tonight. And we're going to get to interview Jacob. And I think the plan is going to be that we're going to interview Jacob about the new game. And that interview you'll probably get um, on our feed here as a special edition of the show. And then um, eventually when the game is released, so the play session you're not going to get to listen to right away. But when that when the game is released, you will get a special episode from us, obviously featuring the game. And it sounds like it's definitely a game that we'll use on our show. It's a, unlike um, Fog of Love, it's a four-player role-playing game, or, well, board-slash-role-playing game. Um, Brawl-playing game. Right, similar to Fog of Love, building on... Fog of Love and what Fog of Love does mechanically, but for four players. And that's two more. Yeah. Then two. It seems it's, it's two times the players. It seems really cool. So we're excited about that. And we're going to be around all weekend at PAX giving out free swag. Uh, we've got buttons and coasters for you to take from us. If you just find us, you can have them. And Black Tar Heroin. Oh my gosh. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> no, just say that was a joke for the police. That was a joke for the police. Okay. <laughs> so if you are a police person and you thought that was funny, you can email us at potoflove.gmail.com. You can also right. rate and review our show as long as you give us five stars. Oh, well, Otherwise, no. it wasn't a joke. Right, exactly. Now we've drifted into the outro, so I'll... I guess without further ado, oh, we didn't introduce this episode. But what are we about to listen to, Benjamin? Yeah, that's really important because we are about to enter into a new arc. It is uh, it is time for a new arc here on the show. Yay. We wrapped up a super arc featuring... Flo and Nick. Flo and, and also Sylvia. Right. Sylvia's only in like Look two at my hat. Of the episodes. Look at it. And we finished that super arc. And uh, now we're entering into a new arc and a new couple. And this is going to be the story of... Ben and Tucker. You've heard about them. They have been around throughout the Nick and Flo arc, uh, serving ice cream, selling ice cream. Delicious ice cream. They were at Nick and Flo's wedding, and we're going to go back in time in this episode to the 1990s when the two of them will meet. And it's going to be – it's it's the most – I've been saying it's the most ambitious arc, I think, that the show's done. It's going to be a long arc. It's going to be four to five episodes. Um and we're not doing some something at the beginning of the show, probably during this arc. As you just heard, we didn't do one in this episode. And just imagine me doing something, though. It'll make you smile. We'll have commercials like we've been doing in the middle. But this you're is going to be an interesting arc, and I I think you're going to enjoy it. It's going to take some twists and turns, but it's I think it's came out really well. It's play, uh, Ben and Tucker are played by. Sean and myself. Sean being a writer and producer who you've heard on the show, and he and I play the characters Ben and Tucker. Do you play Ben or Tucker? I play Tucker. That's convenient. And uh, Sean plays Ben. And we played the Fog of Love expansion. I I should explain this a little bit because you won't really be able to tell from the audio you're about to hear. It's going to be very story-oriented and sort of narrative and conversationally oriented from the characters. Oriented. Very much in character. See what I did there? But we played the uh, Fog of Love game Um, It Won't Last. It's an expansion of Fog of Love that we've never featured on the show. You won't hear, like, rules and stuff in the gameplay you're about to hear very much at all. Almost at all. Maybe none at all. It is the game. It won't last. It's an extension of Fog of Love that we never featured on the show. We're excited to have it in this episode. There is actually more extensions of the show that we've never had on the show. And you'll be hearing them probably later on this season. So that's what you're about to hear. Uh, so I hope you enjoy the story, the first part, the first chapter, and a little more of the story of Ben and Tucker as we take us t- as they take us back to 
the 1990s in Charity Maine. Is it okay if I go, Sean, 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 Sean? I may have already done that once. I'm repeating myself. I'm getting on. So, two men who live in Charity, Maine, are friends with a couple. They don't, they've never met each other, they don't know each other, they just happen to live in Charity. Maybe they've seen each other around, but they don't know each other at all, even by name, even by passing reference. But they both happen to have a common friendship in a couple, this couple that are dating, they're not married, they're not together, I mean they're together, they're not married, Charles and Chloe. And Charles and Chloe are friends with both Benjamin and Tucker, who happen to be two early 20-something gay men who live in Charity Maine. And perhaps distastefully, Charles and Chloe assume they must be perfect for each other because they're their gay friends. They happen to have two gay friends in Charity. And so they set these two up on a first date. So Ben and Tucker... They meet. They see each other. Uh, where do you think they get go on their blind date? Where do you think their blind date is to go to? Maybe they go. Do they go to see a movie? I, I like the idea of like we're we're gonna meet outside of the lunar theater. So like we're okay. like we're supposed to meet on the sidewalk outside, like under the marquee of the lunar theater. Okay. So we. Uh, so I'll say you're waiting there on time. And I show up a few minutes late, maybe running a little bit late for the movie. And we see each other. Uh, it's night, so there's like street lamps, so it's a little dim. Uh, and we get a first glimpse of each other. And so now we're going to tell each other, out of character, our initial impressions of the other and why we believe that other might be unfit for us, given our first impression. So when we see each other, both Benjamin and Tucker are initially disappointed. And so now we're going to tell each other why we think, ooh, this person might not be a good fit for me. So I'm, I'm standing in front of the marquee, and um, there's not a lot of people around. This is charity. And I see this late 20s man coming toward me, and I'm like, oh, that's got to be it. That's got to be him. And you're wearing this... <laughs> all black from head to toe um you've got a beret on um you're you're even smoking like a black clove you you look like you've walked out of like a theater acting class um you even go so far as having these like very round very like purple sunglasses that you can't see your eyes in and it's nine o'clock at night and I'm like wow this guy is trying way too hard to let me know how awesome of an actor he is I love it this is great I love this Tucker that you've now presented to me uh, so I see a Ben and I see, this is tough because I actually gave you traits that I would have liked, I think. But I see Ben, and um, the first thing I noticed is he he wore sweatpants on the first date. And honestly, what gay man wears sweatpants on the first date? 
I mean, like, I like sweatpants. I like laying, lounging around in sweatpants, but sweatpants are for at home. They are definitely not for going out into public on a first date. I don't know how I'm going, I'm going to clash so much with my presented self with this sweatpants man. That's what you want from me on this date? A sweatpants man. Okay. So that's my first impression. And then as we like greet each other and start talking, like I introduce myself, I notice that immediately when you talk, your arms just flail around in these forceful gestures when you speak. And I'm like, who is this person? What is happening with his arms? I don't like it. Uh, he also has emotional eyes. That one I'm going to say I think I like. I think I actually like that one. Maybe you hate how it clashes with the forceful gestures. Exactly. You have such emotional eyes. What's with the gestures, bro? I mean, that part isn't the way he would think, but that's the way Ben thinks. This Ben, me. <laughs> Not that Ben. So inside Tucker's mind, he's thinking, oh, God, who even is this guy with his sweatpants and his freaking gestures? Like, okay, okay, all right. This is awkward. That's okay. You've been on many awkward dates. You've been through this before. People set you up with people because they're the other gay person they know. That's fine. Tucker, you can do this. Just be really nice. Enjoy this movie that came out in the mid-90s. You should probably decide what movie it is. Just, (laughs) you're here at the Lou. You like the Lou. There's going to be great acting in this film, you hope. I hope. So uh, just be nice and get through it. And Ben is thinking in his mind, I'm just... I'm not good at this. Just pretending like I don't see how hard he's trying. Uh, well, I'll fake it for now and just hope this dark enough in this theater that no one can see us. <sighs> this is so cool. Jacob is a genius, I swear to God. Great ideas, Jacob. Um, so we decide to, after seeing um, the movie Cruel Intentions um, that we just watched, to continue back to uh, lose uh, the sandwich shop in town and get a little... Um, and diner. And diner. Um, and grab a quick bite to eat. Um, so kind of real awkward we're not really saying much and it pops into my mind so what do you think about that truth or dare scene in uh, Cruel Intentions oh I thought it was fabulous I thought it was really well done uh, and dark and I liked it a lot I really liked it All right, well, if you liked it so much, then dare. Oh, this is okay. That, sure. Ooh, you're dare on the first date. I really like this. Okay, I'll think of a good thing for you to do. Hmm, I dare you to. Oh, boy. I dare you. What's your favorite movie? Well, not that one. Uh-huh, okay. Uh, um, I really liked Forrest Gump. Okay, okay, okay. What's a scene in that movie you really like? Oh. How about, how about, oh, I've got an idea. 
Okay, what, what's the name of the sergeant guy? Dan, right? Yeah, Is he a Dan, sergeant Dan or something? somebody, yeah. Right, right. Can you get up on the table right now, stand up right here in the middle of Luz, and re- yell at me like Sergeant <sighs> Dan, reenact the scene. You can do it. I believe in you. I dare you to do that. Gump! Do you stand up on the... On the... <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know. I'm not I'm daring you to stand yeah. up on the thing and do it. Do you stand up on the... Come on, get yes. up, get up, get up, get up. You have to stand up on the t- on your on your booth. <laughs> All right, it. I stand up on the on the uh, on the seat. I don't get up on the table. I stand up on the on the seat. Close enough. And I go. Go! <laughs> yeah. Why did you put that weapon together so fast, Gump? <laughs> oh God! Everyone's looking at me. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm. I have to say, color me impressed. Yeah, how was that acting job? I didn't think you were gonna go through with it. I'm very. You're gonna critique me now? No, no, I don't think any critique is needed. I very much appreciated that scene. Well done, well done. Uh, so, um, my turn. Um, I'm gonna pick truth. So, how have we both been in this town, but we've never met each other before? You haven't always looked like this, have you? Okay, okay. So, you're right, and you really don't remember me? I think I would remember you if you looked like this. I didn't always look like this. I didn't always dress like this. I dressed like a Mainer for my whole childhood, and we knew each other in school. And I am the one that I left when we were kids, and I know you must remember this. There's no way you don't. But I left a anonymous love letter in your locker when we were in middle school. Do you remember getting an anonymous love letter in your locker in middle school? Because that was me. No. You don't? No. Why would I remember silly things like that? That doesn't seem like... I don't... Seems like a big deal to me, but okay. I, I... No one left me anonymous love letters in middle school or high school. How many did you get? uh, Apparently more than you. Like the ladies' man, maybe, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Well, anyway, I remember you from school. And, um, no, I dressed like the other kids. I didn't dress like this back then. Well, later in high school, you started to dress more like this. Mm. Yeah. I was in drama and, and... and drama kids started to dress more like this, and we started wearing black a lot, and it just sort of, you know, became habit. So, Let's see, you know, I have an idea. So, I there is down the highway a bit. There is a Gold's Gym, and I uh, kind of want to start going there because I feel like I should probably work out more than I do and lift more than I do. I would really like it if I had a lifting partner, and you clearly lift. Don't, you know. I work out enough, yeah. Yeah. Well, I would love it if we spend some time together and you could help me get in shape. You know, it was, I know we ju- I know we're just sort of meeting, but um, do you think maybe you could help me with that? Like, is that a thing that maybe we could do sometimes? It could be a way for us to get to know, continue to get to know each other, and um, you know, low stakes. Which gym do you go to? Well, there's a Gold's gym down the. There's a Gold's Gym down the highway, but there's lots of ways you could get in shape. So I don't know. I I feel like, um, I don't know. Well, I think in your condition, 
Maybe we should start with something like yoga. I was thinking, because we live here in Maine, we could go rock climbing, but I could probably be convinced to do some yoga. Well, that's a little ambitious, don't you think? Sure. And you know what? I think those um, yoga pants were pretty sexy, so that sounds like a good idea. Let's do yoga. Okay, Tucker. I'd say we're a little even after our game. Don't you think? Uh Uh-huh. I stepped out of my comfort zone a little bit. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. You stepped out of your comfort zone a little bit. Yeah, okay. Maybe we ought to be a little bit more comfortable. Um, how about my place? It's close. It's comfortable. I like comfortable. I have a big bed. Lots of room on it to do things. You show me your big bed. Uh-huh. And what are you going to show me? I'll show you the big thing that I have. Okay. All right. Let's go. Come on. I can't wait anymore. Let's go. All right. Um, you're, we go up the stairs to your apartment and you start to unlock the door. Um, and as soon as the door is unlocked, um, I like grab you from behind and like push you inside wow. and really get things going very fast uh-huh. in the, in, and we just Multiple start, gestures. yeah, we just start sweeping <laughs> in and uh-huh. like, we knock like a lamp over and it crashes on the ground and the door behind us is like still open. Like, well, like it's, we, we go just straight into this and we're just going to town and your neighbor walks by and is standing in front of the door and she's, uh, you know, a 90 year old grandma just standing right there in the door watching us go into town mouth agape <laughs> so I think that uh, Tucker sees her over um, your sho- over Ben's shoulder and pretends like he doesn't and just continues on and completely pretends like he didn't see her I'm, I'm way too invested in the moment for that for anything else I um, see that whoever this person is, this is some grandma that's in the door. I see her and I just stare right back at her and give her the the eyes. Nice. And like she's not even there. Wow. And keep going like she's not even there. Okay. So we matched. We get our first happiness in the game. Or satisfaction if it's a two. Shock, honestly, I think it should be more. And that's the end of chapter one. What a weird chapter. Yeah, it was weird. Right? It was really weird. Yeah, a lot different than the team normally.
you have a bunch of old computers from days gone by just collecting dust? Well, turn those into cold hard cash at Larry's Computer Repairs and Service. Hi, I'm Larry Morningstar, and before you throw out that old Mac or Commodore 64 in your basement, garage, or wherever, consider bringing it on in and see how much you can get for it. Is your computer running slower now than when you first purchased it? Are you having trouble with viruses or pop-ups? Well, don't buy a new one. Let Larry's fix it up for you, just as good as new. We specialize in vintage models, but can perform any repair or service on all makes and models. Ever long for the good old days playing Oregon Trail and Zork on your Apple II or Commodore 64? Well, I don't, because at Larry's we have dozens of restored vintage computers ready for your purchase or demo. Come on in and relive those great times and games of old. We even have a vintage electronics club that meets every Thursday evening to play games, swap parts, and stories of digital conquest. So, when you need parts and service, don't forget about Larry's, located in downtown Charity, across from the Lunar Theater. This show, like all shows on the All Ports Open Network, is brought to you by Patreon supporters like you. If you'd like to help us keep making content about games and gaming, please head over to www.patreon.com slash allportsopen. Supporters will soon have early access to podcasts like Apon Plays and other upcoming series. And if you're already a Patreon supporter, we'd like to say thanks for your support. Okay, so uh, Ben and Tucker have just um, had several hours of noisy sex that disturbed the grandma neighbor. Um, really gotten into each other, like in more ways than one, I guess. You could uh, say that, I guess. Yes, and uh, and I feel like there's a sh- surprising connection. Like neither of them expected it at all, but once they got into it, like they had a lot of fun. And they really enjoyed each other, and they discovered connections they were shocked by, you know, in the bedroom. And so they're laying there afterward, just sort of cuddling and talking, and like telling jokes and telling stories and getting to know each other. And it's like surprisingly intimate and sweet. And start asking questions, like date questions, like what do you do for a living? Yeah. So exactly. So we're talking exactly. So we're talking, and I talk about how I'm a baker. And tell you how I, I used to act, but now I'm doing baking. Uh, but I'm kind of like falling out of it, and I'm kind of like trying to figure out what it is that uh, you know um, I want to do next. I don't really haven't landed on anything. And I'm, and I start to talk to you about um, this new project that I'm really trying to get off the ground. Um, I want to, you know, start a business. How a business? Yeah, I do. I want. I want to be my own boss. I, I want to get out there and, um, you know, be able to say this is mine and you know 
I bring, you know, this money in and and I can have this idea work and, and you know, support me. Wow, um, that's really cool. I really like that about you. I, I, and I, and I, man, I've always kind of wanted to be like that, actually, honestly, and to have that, like, kind of courage to do something like that. Um, wow, I, that's, that's really, that's really neat that you are, you know, have that kind of courage to do that. Well, I like that about you. And it's, it's kind of crazy that you're, like, in the food industry because, like, I really wanted to do something that I saw while I was um, in Vermont. And like, there's this company where just kind of make their own crazy ice cream flavors. And I thought, I mean, I could think of that stuff. I could make the model probably work a little better. What do you mean crazy ice cream flavors? Like, what are you talking about? I don't know. They're just doing crazy stuff that they just and and everyone like, loves it up there like I, different kinds of ice cream with different stuff in it like that's not like your normal vanilla chocolate kind of stuff is that what you're saying yeah like you know they're um like the one thing that they had it was like a very crazy off the wall thing and um you know they had like all kinds of like pretzels and you know all kinds of other weird stuff in the, in the ice cream, but it's like in these small like artisan batches. I thought that that model worked really well, and like I could see from a business perspective how much money that that could bring in. But I don't know, you know, all that creative stuff. But oh, oh, I could definitely. Oh my gosh, I have a lot of dessert experience. I mean, I could do ice cream. I can definitely do ice cream. I do ice cream all the time. I mean, I primarily have focused on baking, but like. A lot of that kind of stuff could go into the ice cream. I mean, we could have flavors that have brownie batter in it and stuff. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to do that. Oh, that's, that's, yeah, that sounds great. Oh my God, this is so nuts. I know we just met. I can't believe it. We should open a business together and make ice cream in charity. I think we could really make some money. This town could use something like that. Well, I, I, I just filled out the paperwork for like my business loan. No, I'm in a hundred percent in. I mean, what do you need? I have money. I can okay, put in well, 50%. I mean, I'm already approved for the loan and that and whatever you yeah. got. And yeah. We could, wow. Like, would you know, like, the, the equipment and stuff that we'd need to oh, buy? Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got, hold on one second. And, like, I, I, like, hop out of bed naked and I run across the room and, I like, come back and I've got, like, a food service catalog. And I'm like, yeah, I just happened to, they send me this garbage all the time. But, like, look, 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 look. Here's like you can buy freezers, you can buy fridges, you can buy giant mixers in here. It's oh like my gosh, it, it is all stuff. here. Yeah I, yeah, I wouldn't have known where to even start with this. I would have had to like research all this at the library. Um, and I think I just um, I look I look up at you and things just start over again. When I come up to you and I just just start to kiss you passionately and we just roll this into more and sex awesome hello ben wallace from the new avatars allowed podcast 
Hello, Joshua Wise from the new Avatars Allowed podcast. Do you identify as an avatar? I do not. Well, good. Then you're welcome at the No Avatars Allowed podcast, where we have a very strong policy of anti-avatar belief. Unless you're a Hindu, I guess. No Avatars Allowed! It's a podcast about theology and video games. It's right here on the All Ports Open Network. And not really about avatars. I mean, unless that comes up in theology. That was a good ep. You haven't, and you haven't even heard it yet, so that's saying something. What are you talking about? Of course I've heard it. It's <laughs> after the episode. Yeah, you're right. That's how that works. Uh, I guess, well, I just assumed you weren't paying attention because you were playing with that puppy. I'm sorry? <laughs> the whole time. There was a puppy? The whole time you were listening, you were playing with that puppy and it, just not I mean, paying if attention. if there was a puppy, I would not have paid attention, but there wasn't a puppy. I'm just confused now. Hey, so don't forget, Pax Unplugged this weekend, Sunday 2.30 at the Mothman Theater. The Mothman, Mothman. Theater. Dun, Come see dun, the Mothman dun, dun. and us. By the way, congratulations to uh, Zach you. and to oh. Diana and Zach of Heart Points because they announced that they are having a, a third member enter their party, a.k.a. a baby. And uh, so Diana's going to be pregnant, obviously, at PAX. They said, like, come see her in her what, goddess form, super goddess form. or I, I that could be totally butchering what I saw on Twitter, but it's something like that. But pretty cool. So congratulations to them. Woo-hoo. So, yeah, that's that's going on. Um, all right. So we've got some stuff to talk about here at the end. Uh, but we have we do have a relationship advice question this week. Mel, isn't that exciting? It is very exciting. Oh, look, a puppy. Right. Well, it is. It's a Moogie puppy. This question comes from at Moogie puppy on Twitter. And the question and also a super fan. This is also a super fan of our show. Uh, and uh, the question is, what is something people should really think about before getting married? Not the typical, are they the one stuff more like cost when you know they're the one when to do it? What are some things you wish you knew before getting into it? Thanks to uh, at Moogie Puppy on Twitter for sending us this great question. If you'd like to submit your question, you can email us at potoflove at gmail.com or tweet at us at potoflove on Twitter, and we will answer it like we're about to answer this one. Uh, all right, so uh, what's something people should really think about before getting married? What kind of wedding you want? Uh, that covers the cost question. Because we got married for like 10 bucks, and it was awesome. Okay, it wasn't 10 bucks, but... Yeah, I guess the question's kind of, the person's kind of getting at this question of like, you know, like, are there things you should think about other than, is this the right person? Yeah, can you live with this person for the rest of your life? Okay, so I do think that the most important questions to ask before getting married are always like what your motivations are for getting married. And they, you know, they say that companionship is the the motivation that tends to lead to the lasting mar- to lasting marriages. And so money is a reason is is a re- is not a reason to get married. And I wonder if that cuts both ways. I wonder if like here's where I think it, here's where I think that cuts both ways. If you're getting married because of money, it's probably not a good decision. Mm, but so much money. But if you're also not getting married because of money, I also think that's not such a good decision. That's a crappy decision. And you and get I, married and you do it now. You know, there's a scene in we're just watching because it's almost Christmas. There's a scene in um, Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol where uh, Scrooge is arguing with his fiance right before they break up. And I never really thought about it before, but like he says to her, like, oh, the time's not right yet because we don't have the money. And she, they have this classic relationship argument, right, of like, well, you said, you know, first it had to be this, and now that happened, but now you're saying it has to be this. And, and just like having kids, there's always reasons not to do it. And finances tend to be a big one. I think if you wait to have kids till you say you think you can afford it, 
then you'll never, you'll never have kids. Never have kids. I think the same thing is probably true about getting married. Now, there's a giant asterisk to both of those, which is like you know there are there are definitely some people who can't afford to have a child at a given time because of their financial situation. Definitely, and there are some people who probably can't afford. I don't, but but with children, it's different. With weddings, like I was about to say, some people can't afford to get married. I don't think that's true. There is a wedding for everyone, <laughs> regardless of budget. There's a wedding for every budget. So that goes back to your original point you were making. And that was kind of... Like, we had a really nice wedding. What we said the whole time was we want a big behind party to celebrate the sacrament of marriage. So we went to the church and we participated in a mass where the sacrament of marriage was performed. Performed? Do you perform a sacrament? I think in the Episcopal tradition, the couple performs the sacrament to, to each other. Okay, so we did that to each other. Right. And then we had a, a really awesome party afterwards. And I mean, it wasn't free, but... We did it in a way that I think reflects us. I think most people could afford to do, no matter what their financial situation is, what we did. But there's an even cheaper wedding, of course, which is you could get a friend or a go to the courthouse and just do a wedding without a party or without a celebration. Maybe you don't want that. So that goes back to your original point of what kind of wedding do you want? I, I, so then here's my next part of that, which is what about getting married? Like, should you be thinking about, should you think about, can we really afford to be married? And I think if you're already affording to live in the world, you can probably afford to live in the world together. And the fact that you're both alive is a good indicator that it's okay to get married. When I do premarital counseling, I go through a lot of this stuff and there's a lot more. Like I can't do a full, I can't give you everything we do in multiple sessions here in this one podcast, but I try to cover a lot of this stuff. And one of the things I try to do is just see, are people on the same page about their expectations about what the wedding will be, about having children and about finances and all these things. I think making sure you're on the same page as the other person is important when deciding about getting married. So like more important than can we afford it is have we had the conversation about what it means to afford it? And who's going to take out the trash? And all those sorts of things. So, yes, being on the same page, having the conversations, way more important than, like, because because money's going to be tight for most newlyweds unless you're already I, – I guess that's not true because some people get married when they're very, very successful um, independent people who have a career and, you know, then they combine that together. Um but for a lot of younger people who are getting married, you know, things are always going to be kind of tight and you're just going to be figuring it out together. But that's sort of part of the fun. And then there's old people like us who are still figuring it the heck out. Yeah. So that leads, that's a good segue into. Uh, what are some things you wish you knew before getting into it? Wish we knew, boy. I don't know that we're like the typical case, though. Well, Been that's there, okay. That's- done that bought the t-shirt well no but that's i guess that's kind of the question are there things that we should so the first time oh lord i could give you a laundry list right first time i got married are the things i wish i knew before getting into it i couldn't uh, yeah exactly it's kind of like where to even start i I think i have a good answer can i take a crack at it of course absolutely i think no matter whether it's your first or 30th time getting married the one thing you always need to know before getting into marriage or any other long-term important commitment is yourself. You need to know yourself. You need to love yourself. And if you don't do both of those things, you need to fix that because you're not going to be able to be successful in really any aspect of life fully. Yeah, I think uh, I wish that before I got married the first time, I knew more about healthy relationships, um, 
between two individuals without any kind of enmeshment or uh, codependence. I wish I had known more about what that means and uh, what that looks like. I wish I had known about the importance of like taking care of your relationship and like making sure that you are giving it life and strength and like loving the other person all the time. Uh, not all the time, but, you know, putting an effort in because you have to keep putting an effort into a marriage. And I think that I wish I had known going into it, like, that's how, you know, this works. So, like, the second time, things I wish I knew before getting into it is tougher. We're still sort of newlyweds in that our, this is our, like, second year of our second marriage. But I would say that how different a second marriage is from a first marriage, I would, to me, the biggest difference is that you are not two people when you get married a second time, your two people already have been living lives for a while, and you have kids potentially, at least we did, and you have like lots of stuff careers. Do. Did something happen to the kids? And lots of stuff going on. And you're when you get married when I got married the first time, it was very different than that, because you were we were two people sort of at the beginning of adulthood. We were in our early twenties and we were gonna like become adults together and we were gonna like build a relationship just the two of us and then down the road think about how and and, at, and then putting time into that and then down the road think about having kids and making that decision and all that like all the sort of typical normal steps people do when they have a relationship and get married in a more traditional way the second time if you get married a second time you're almost definitely not doing any of those things and the timeline is totally different. And I just wish I had known like how different, just because it's good to go into it with expectations. But it's a, it was a surprise for me. Like, wow, it's so different because what I keep realizing over and over again, it's like, wow, okay, it's because like when you get married the first time, you figure a lot of things out together and you've already kind of done that separately the second time. And so like you're like in the middle of it. You're like in the middle of the fray. Your answers don't always match too. Yeah, exactly. And who knows what life experiences you have. And I, well, I, I hope you know before you get married. Well, yeah, sure. I counsel people who are uh, in these kinds of situations. And like so one example I can think of is somebody who like the person had been single for – Years. I mean, sometimes when you're in a second marriage, one of you's been single. Now, Mel and I weren't single that long, but somebody could be single for 20 years before they get married a second time. That brings its own <laughs> challenges. But wow, you've been an independent single adult for 20 years. You're going to re-enter marriage in a very different place than you did the first time. So that's sort of some of the things that I think of. Do you need, are there other things you wish you knew before getting married the second time? I wish both times I had known Jesus better. That's a good answer. Okay. Uh, so I feel like we pretty thoroughly answered this question. If you have follow-up questions, either uh, this person, this individual, or other people, we'd love to know uh, what you'd like us to cover a little more. Or if you want to like say you disagree with something we said, you can definitely do that. Or write us your questions at potoflove at gmail.com. Wait, that's – yeah. To potoflove at gmail.com. That's, a, that's our email address. Or at potoflove on the Twitter place you can find all of our show all of our shows all of our episodes and all the shows on our network at our podcast network all ports open network which is all ports open at all network at allportsopen.com we have a patreon as you heard we hope you'll choose to support us uh we have maybe some more patreon exclusive content coming um sean and i recorded some patreon exclusive content about fog of love so when that's a little closer to release we can tell you a little more about that mel what else do we have to cover before the show is over this podcast 
Like all podcasts on the All Ports Open Network. <laughs> it's like you're doing your commercial. What do I say? I don't remember what comes next. Patreon subscribers oh, okay. like you. Oh, I this, did Patreon already. This podcast, like all podcasts on the All Ports Open Network, is brought to you by Sylvia's oh Hat. Oh my gosh, I didn't know where the... Patreon supporters like you. Didn't know where that was going, and there it goes. Okay, we don't have any new reviews of our show to Formel to sing on the show. How dare you, but, sir? But if you would like to leave us a review, it would mean the world to us. You can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, and uh, we'll read it on the air. What? I just what? had an amazing idea. Yep, go ahead. Can we do a Kickstarter, GoFundMe, like however you do that, to give me voice lessons <laughs> specifically for this podcast. And each week, no. I will do a different voice for the entire intro and outro. No, we can't do that. That's not a thing we can do. Please. Nope. Can you give me money to do that? So do we sufficiently tell people to come and find us at PAX? Because we'll give you pins and coasters if you find us. You can also give us a, we have stickers a hug too. if you ask. Oh, we have stickers too? Yes. Oh, I didn't say that in the intro. I forgot we had stickers. Well, hopefully people listen to the whole episode. Yeah, so uh, come and find us. How will people find us? I, I was I was realizing, I, you know what I was going to say? And I realized how silly it was. I was going to say, I'm going to be wearing a green Pax hoodie and a black Pax hat. And I was like, wait a second. They're going to find... Like everyone else every, at Pax. Right, you're gonna, like, I'm not gonna be the only person doing that. Ben has a voluptuous beard. Okay, that's also a lot of people at PAX. I also have a voluptuous beard. That's not true. Okay, well, um, we'll post a picture on Twitter, I guess. I am. We'll post a picture on Twitter. Just follow this sound. Look at my hat. Look at it. Look at it. Oh, my God. I just walk around shouting that when when we're in common areas. We've created a monster. It's so big. Look at it. Sean, we've created a monster. Look at how big my hat is. Oh, this is not the last you've heard of Sylvia either. We have a really good idea for Sylvia Sylvia content on another arc in the we future. Do. You know, you and I already discussed it, but you forget. But we, no, I, don't. I, I have a fleshed out. Uh, uh, I fleshed it out a little bit in my brain box. And, that uh, is concerning. <laughs> that's right. I do a lot of fleshing in my brain box. Oh my god! Say goodbye, please. <laughs> now you say goodbye. Say it right now. No, no, no. Okay, so find us. Um, I'll post a picture on Twitter, and we hope you'll. Find us I, on on. You can find us definitely at our panel, and we'll have uh, um, stuff there on Sunday. I'll probably be wearing. Imagine I'll be wearing my collar and a star cross t shirt so I did last year. Maybe I'll just only wear Pot of Love stickers all over my body. Oh jeez, <laughs> that, that's, that's not on like, brand. It's not a sexy thing. I just cover myself up. Yeah, that is on. Brand. And then you'll find me easily. I don't think we. Do we have enough stickers to do that? Probably not. Thanks for calling me gigantic. That is not what I was trying to do. <laughs> now I have to cut that part. No. No. We don't have enough stickers for that. Okay. Um, all right. I'll staple, staple, staple. I will staple a coaster to Ben's nipple. That's how you will find him. Jeez, oh man. All right. Say goodbye to for us, please. Goodbye for us, please. We love you. But we got to go find the stapler. Will you be the one who sails across the seas and takes me safely to the shore?
for more Yeah.